Hey Scooby Squad, welcome to Puppy Dog Tales, where we share amazing true stories about man's best friend. I'm Hannah, and today we are coming to you with a collab episode with a podcast called Beastie Bonds. Like seriously guys, go check them out. They're really awesome, and uh, AJ was a lot of fun to talk to. I hope you enjoy our conversation. This is Annika and Hannah from Puppy Dog Tales. And we're collaborating with AJ from Beastie Bonds. We're glad to be with you today. We brought our podcast together because we share a lot of similarities in telling stories about amazing dogs and other animals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and other animals. Yeah. <laughs> we have um, a few stories and just some fun animal podcast banter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it took us a while to get this all together because of all the craziness of the month of May. Oh my gosh, but May's been I'm glad we're here. Nuts. Yeah, <laughs> same. And you guys had technical difficulties, and we had scheduling conflicts, yeah. and just went on and on. Yeah, but we're here. We made it work. We're here. Yes. <laughs> Do you want to go ahead and tell us a little bit about your podcast, and then we can kind of elaborate on ours? Sounds good. Okay, so. My podcast, Beastie Bonds, is about the bonds between animals and humans and all the things that humans can do because of how amazing the animals are in their lives. I've had guests to share about their therapy dog, a diabetes-sniffing dog, and my latest bunch of episodes have been all about search and rescue dogs and had dogs that have worked with children after the Evaldi school shooting that was a really good episode. Thanks. Yeah, that was super fascinating. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, that was, it's amazing. My favorite part about doing this podcast is talking to people, it turns out from all over the world, because I've been interviewing folks in the UK as well, that have stories oh, to share cool. about their about their animals and just these really mind-blowing stories. Some of them poignant, some of them a little bit sad, some of them very mysterious. And because I have a researcher background, I always want to know why. I'm just no end of curious. And so I've mm -hmm. also started to yeah. get experts to come on and have had some researchers and scientists that have come on to talk about why and how. So yeah, so that's a little bit about me. Yeah. How about you guys? What about puppy dog tales? So we share amazing true stories about man's best friend, but we also cover other animals too. We've done like recently a gorilla. Grumble doggy. A pig. Oink doggy. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> These are fun. And we just, we love animals, we love dogs, and, you know, there's so many amazing things that dogs can do, and I, we've always loved stories and just, you know, wanting to tell stories yeah. about dogs. Yeah, and I, I trained guide dogs in high school and, you know, got, got to start hearing about those kind of, those true stories about dogs doing amazing things from a pretty young age and got to be involved in it, too, and then went to school for science animal stuff especially and have too much knowledge in my head that I don't use enough <laughs> yeah, there I need to go. get out somewhere it's very true yeah. it's a good outlet yeah for both of us uh, and I have also noticed lots of things smaller things that my own animals have reflected back to me and they're they're almost like psychic I, and I'm sure there's a scientific explanation <laughs> for how they know the moods that I have or what what my mental state is at all times and then react accordingly and so I've had some really powerful experiences yeah. With my dog, I never was uh, training therapy dogs or guide dogs. That just sounds so amazing. 
uh, just like a child's dream come true to be able to do that. Although I think if I was training a puppy, yes. I wouldn't want to part with it. That would have been hard for me as a kid. Yeah, you go in knowing you like if you you sign up with that as you know that that's the end, and if you sign up and that's really what you want to do to to serve someone else with the animal, then it's it doesn't make it not hard. Just still, it makes it like this dog, this beautiful dog, is like a is a gift to someone who needs it more than I do. And yeah, you go in with that idea, so you so you know like I can't keep this dog, and it helps to have your own dog at home too. Right. Um, I didn't the first guide dog that we raised, but after after raising a few, my family got their own dog, so that it wasn't so hard to part. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of sense. All right, so we have some get to know you fun questions, and I always love like people's responses to this. Okay, mm-hmm. so the first question is, what dog breed would you be, or like what is your spirit dog? I love these kind of questions, <laughs> but I'll start. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I would be a Chihuahua mix. I, I just love mutts. I love mutts so much. But the reason that dog breed fits me is because I'm super faithful and loving and I'm also petite. And I tend to take a lot of time before I can fully trust and be myself with new people or situations. Mm-hmm. So that really fits me. I can very much relate to the Chihuahua mixes that I've had in my life. And then the other thing is they love to eat, love to eat. So we're always thinking about food. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You're Andy, you're me. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of obvious. If you know me a little bit, I am St. Bernard. Oh, um, nice. My feet yeah. were always too big for my, my feet and hands were always too big for me growing up. It took me forever to grow into myself. I'm super protective naturally, but also like, I'm not gonna like say like a St. Bernard or like other dogs, like in that, what do you call that? In that temperament. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to come after somebody yeah. you know like some of the more aggressive breeds yeah so like the bigger dogs the more mellow you know yeah 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 how about you Monica? okay i struggle with this one so okay so the last time we did this <laughs> we kind of leaned yeah. more towards like spirit dog oh yeah and i had found a dog who was like <laughs> a picture of a dog like in a blanket with like a little cup of tea next to it so that's definitely like my spirit dog because that's where I want to be 100% of the time. But in terms of dog breeds, I don't. You're really a cat. Yeah. She's really a cat. Yeah. I love dogs, but like, yeah, I'm more of a cat. You would love my cat, Ned. We call him Aww. We call him a, a trans dog. Um, and I hope that's not offensive to anyone, but he really was born in the wrong body. He just, he's all dog. He oh. just has this frustrating cat body that he has to reside in but he likes to walk <laughs> on a harness and leash and he's very into sitting for treats and is very human oriented yeah 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 I think I don't know why I don't have like a good reason for this but I think like Great Dane kind of comes to my mind for me I don't know why I don't know if that makes sense but because they're the elephants of dogs that's true elephants they're are like, my favorite animal they're like scared of a mouse yeah <laughs> just well yeah. that might fit all three of they're us like, i don't know <laughs> great danes are so funny they're like timid but yeah. then they're like i don't know yeah they're just a little goofy they're goofy i don't know i don't know why that's what came to mind one day they I... are kind of like the cats of dogs that's true also even though they're like huge i know i just called them the elephant of dogs but like they're kind of timid and a little skittish even yeah though they're like gigantic size oh, oh. Yeah. so you can't interrupt Oh, he's interrupting. Oh, no. oh, <laughs> your dog's coming in the side. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. One day I'll nail down what my dog breed would be. Well, I think it could be a different dog breed depending on your mood too, right? That's That's true. Very true. I'm pretty steady with the St. Bernard. Yeah, you are. You're a St. Bernard. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Those are dug from up tendencies. Oh, yeah. You're dug from up. (laughs) You want me to ask you one of my questions? Sure. Yeah. Okay. If you could ask your dog one thing, what would it be? Maybe like. Like you were talking about this a minute ago, AJ, like how, how do you know exactly how I'm feeling? Because like the, like the other day, like we had to, we had to postpone because my back issues gave me a migraine and, uh, and Sadie and my cat Mocha were sitting with me and Sadie doesn't do this very often, but she was sitting behind my head and she leaned her head and put it on just the back of my hand. And she doesn't usually touch much when she cuddles. And it was just like, just a little bit. And it was just like, perfect. And she was so calm that whole day. Like so she sweet. barely got a walk. <laughs> and and I, she just, she just knew what I needed. And it was incredible. Yeah. So how do you, yeah. how do you possibly know that? Yeah. How do you know that? That's a great yeah. question. Yeah. There's so much without, without being able to speak English. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I, I was curious about this. I've always really wondered this. Why is it that my dog ignores some dog? And this is Pinky. So she's a pit bull mix. She's about 55 pounds. She is completely, like, completely ignores some dogs who will walk by in the street. She's walking on her leash. They're on a leash, whatever. And then every now and then there'll be some dog. It's never, it's not always the same dog or whatever. And she'll just flip out and have to just like pull my arm off, just trying to get at them. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, what is that? Is it how they look or is it how they smell? Or is like why i just want to ask you like pinky why why do you need to do that yeah. what is it about that animal that you're reacting to I'm so curious i think yeah. a lot i do i think a lot of our miscommunication or whatever you call it with dogs has to do with them smelling stuff that we just can't pick up uh, yeah i think that's very true too <laughs> yeah i know oh my gosh you guys after reading point. and talking to people about search and rescue and how animals can track people and stuff I, my mind is blown continuous about yeah. this like so my last episode was called uh, Baby Tooth in a Cornfield. And that was because the person that I, that I was talking to, Tara Presser, her dog did some search and recovery efforts after the big tornado in Joplin some years ago now. But mm. she was saying mm-hmm. in training, her dog Lily could literally smell out a baby tooth that they had put in an acre and a half field. She would oh sniff gosh. her way and locate that too. So Whoa. stuff like that. I'm like, That's well, of course, crazy. right across the street from a dog. God knows what she's smelling. Just does yeah. Not smelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's smelling. there's got to be something about the scent that sets them off. But yeah, that's a good one. Man, I would like to know <laughs> so many things about my girl. Oh, okay. But <laughs> she's such a hot mess. I love her. I would like to know what it is about trash bins that freaks her out because Mm. every thursday like that's when we do that's trash day and so like wednesday night thursday morning she's like flipping out when they're outside on the street is that what you mean like walking by on the street she's like whoa like she freaks out when like honestly it's not as much walking by. it's like when she hears it roll by okay she does not like wheels she hates she's terrified of wheels but yeah so like but garbage bins especially yeah because she's learned to deal with like when bikes go past she's kind of figured out that that's okay so i don't know like the garbage bin thing is it the smell is it 
because it has wheels? Is it just too loud? They are like, really rumbly. Like, I think we've all been laying in bed at 5 a.m. and your rumbly. neighbors forgotten to put theirs out and they have to get it on the curb before go to work or something. So that it yeah. just wakes yeah. you up out of a deep sleep because it's so freaking loud. I'm yeah. usually that neighbor. You- <laughs> I've been that neighbor, too. <laughs> we've all been yeah, that neighbor. Uh, so I think that's what I'd ask. Okay, so here's my follow-up um, question on that. What do you okay. think your dog would like to ask you? Oh, that's a great question. Oh, man. Okay. Okay, I need a, to think about this I got, one. I got it. Goodness. A, ca- a callback. This is a callback to a couple episodes ago. I, told, I was talking about how Sadie would be a crazy cat. He's a crazy cat dog because she loves cats. Like she chasing wants to them know why or we playing with them? Or? No, she adores oh. them. Like she just... Like she wants to play. She wants to play. To be their best friend. She... I said this too the other day. She adores every living thing. She... <laughs> she's a mess in that way. But there's this little gray cat this little he's a kitten and he's outside and we don't need a third cat but he hangs around our door because i think the previous owners of our house fed him sometimes so sadie always wants to go up to him and she like makes this sad (laughs) (laughs) when i don't let her and she's like why can't we take him home mom he might like me because that are my other two cats they kind of she loves them but they they're and they're starting to tolerate her but she still gets smacked on the face daily. Yeah, like poor thing. But yeah, yeah. they yeah. gotta make yeah. their boundaries, right? That's the way it goes. Yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah. They were here first, so. So she would ask you why you can't have more cats. Yeah. Why can't I have the cat? Why can't he come home with us? Yeah. It. Yep. <laughs> I think Buffy. So Buffy adores people. She really loves people. <laughs> she wants every person in the whole world to be her best friend, but she. The way she shows this, she <laughs> thinks the way to greet people is to jump on them. And so when we're like walking past, one of the issues that we're trying to work with her is she'll start, she starts trying to run and jump on them. And so then it just like, she looks like she's lunging at them and it mm-hmm. looks very aggressive, especially because she's a pit bull, but it's very not muscular pit very muscular <laughs> pit bull, but it's not a aggre- like it's not aggression. It's Right. And so I think she would ask me, like, why can't I greet every single person in the world? Why can't I just be their best friend? Uh, So, yeah. 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 Boy, I think my dogs would ask me so many things. Like, why can't we always go with you when you go on car rides? And like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But Uh, I I wonder if they are curious why I'm always picking up their poop. Why I like to handle their poop? No, that's a good that's one. A good question. They're, and particularly because they're not poop rollers. I know some dogs are be in full body contact with poop, but not my dog. So uh, I think they would wonder why the heck I touch their poop. Always yeah. with the bag on my hand. Yeah. Still. Well, right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm very grateful my dog doesn't roll in poop. Yeah. Same. That's Oof. a good thing. All right. So third question is describe your dog as a sitcom or movie character. Yeah, this is a fun one. So I've got two dogs, but I'm going to pick Lola. She is an American Eskimo and Chihuahua mix with a lot of other things. But she is, and I'll talk about this a little bit later, but she is what I would call neurodivergent. She would be that neurodivergent friend. I think she would be diagnosed as probably on the autism spectrum. But she's that friend that keeps it real. Oh. Like she's of the sitcom. She's that friend that is a little bit, a little bit of that oddball friend. She helps everybody else really understand because she's never anything other than exactly who she is. 
And so they can't get away with school. Aww. You know what I mean? She'd be that friend. Yeah. 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 That kind of reminds me of Kimmy from Full House a little bit. Oh my gosh, you know, yeah. just like the oddball next door neighbor, but just like, like fully Aww, herself, not right? To yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing that I was thinking about this is how much I love that Lola just expects that we will meet her needs. And I know that's something I've thought about yeah. with small children, too. Like you come into this world and you just know that you're lovable and that you are deserving of all of the hugs and all of the snuggles and the food. And when you are sad, having a hug, all of that stuff. And then as adults, we complicate it. But I, I love that dogs yeah. are like that, that Lola is like that, where she's just like, of course, you're going to yeah. pet me when I want to be petted. Of course, you're going to feed me. Like, what the heck? I'm going to cry at you because, idiot, <laughs> I'm worried. It's, yeah. six o'clock. it's dinner time. <laughs> so she doesn't even question it. Yeah. Yeah. What about you guys? So I've said this before, and like I tried to come up with maybe a different one that would fit Buffy, but it just, it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like it just, is that where her name so is from? For her. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Because <laughs> that's one of, yeah, that's one of our favorite shows. And that was the first show that like my husband and I ever watched oh, yeah. together. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, but it just, it fits her because she it just, does. she is extremely protective. She's small, but, like, that girl is strong. Mm -hmm. She also has, like, a very bubbly side to her. Buffy does. Like, she's very energetic, very outgoing. She can get broody sometimes. Buffy the Vampire Slayer gets a little broody sometimes. And, yeah, it just, it fits. So it's great. Yeah, it's great when the name fits. <laughs> we, we named her well, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> as far as Sadie's typecast, she's the... I think she's kind of the mom friend. I could see that. She doesn't, she, she wants everyone to get along and she hates it when people fight, but she's also gonna, she's a, she's a, she's a ride or die friend for yeah. sure. Okay. She's never gonna, she's never gonna leave you. She's super loyal. Like, yeah, she, if she thinks Buffy's playing with other dogs too aggressively at the dog park, she pulls Buffy away from them. If they're, if a fight between two dogs she doesn't even know starts to break out at the dog yep. park. She's in in between them, wow. not to fight, right. to break yeah. it off. Like, yeah, she she like dragged. She's dragged Buffy by her scruff, like away from another dog. Yeah, wow. when Buffy is like, so Hannah, what kind of dog is she? Head. Is that is that kind of breed specific? Uh, she a shepherd. Sadie is an half Aussie. Okay. That's right. Yeah, a third German Shepherd, and then the rest is basically it's like Border Collie. All things, Other all types shepherd. of sheep. Yeah. All shepherd shepherds. except like 5% lab. That makes perfect sense then, doesn't it? What a great, that's a great temperament. We pick, we make fun of her and call her the little, the little police dog of the, of the dog <laughs> park. She, we're like, here comes the police. I've been at the dog park a few times where it would have been really nice to have one the of those Sadie's Well, she can be helpful. And then some people are like, why is that dog trying to join this fight? Stay in your lane, like, dog. I'm going to have to be like, she's not. She's really, she's really, she's trying to to trying to break it up things yeah i'm trying okay. to think characters no i got one them. though but i just thought yeah. of one okay so kimmy schmidt from <laughs> unbreakable okay it's oh. just like kind of a goofball sadie has also got a little goofy. bit of awkward in there but like very much the mom friend just wants everybody to get along like wants to create harmony in the group yeah perfect i love it. very bubbly she doesn't, she doesn't do this as much as she did when she was little, but when she was little and at the dog park, we would, she would escort people to the door when they were leaving. She would like walk with a, 
walk with a family to the gate and then like say bye and then run off and that's great yeah, thanks for coming come back again see us yeah like she owns it yes yeah, so yeah. Funny. She's such a beautiful okay well here's a question kind of based on that if your dog could talk what do you think that they would say about you <laughs> oh man <laughs> she definitely she definitely loves me yeah <laughs> that's the first thing that came to my mind too like you know Sometimes I'm less patient or don't take my dogs out when they would like a walk or feed them 10 minutes late, which is like just the worst horrible thing that I could possibly yeah. do to them. But I think why that, would you do I that? Know, That's I horrible. Know. I'm horrible. But they always forgive me. And I'm sure that they would. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think they would only say good things about me, which just it makes me, I don't know, like choke right. up to think that. I don't know that they have. Is that horrible? To say? I don't know that they have any complaints. They just. The amount of happiness that they express to me whenever I walk in the door is yeah. just makes my heart huge and also breaks my heart somehow all at the same time. Like, I just do not deserve you. you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think we have say gotten she's hit mature age. Like she's just like one and a half about now. She doesn't get the puppy excited when I get home anymore. At first it made me sad. And then I realized, oh, she trusts me that I'm going to be home. Yeah. Like. She trusts that I'm going to be there, so she doesn't. She's not freak freaking out and like going crazy when I'm getting home. She's but secure. she freaks out when Annika comes over because she's like, I don't know if Annika's going to get here. <laughs> That's funny. I never yeah. thought of it that way. That's she so gets funny. The zoomies like crazy on our walks. Oh, I love the zoomies. Yeah, so. <laughs> There's nothing better than the zoomies. Oh, like, never had a dog that got them every day. She gets them every day. Yes, like a happy dog. <laughs> I feel like I don't know exactly what, but I feel like Buffy would say something about how like I'm always cuddling with her on the couch because that's like her ultimate place to be. Like if Buffy could be anywhere in the whole world, it would just be like on our couch. Like she yeah. loves it. Mm -hmm. She loves cuddling with us on the couch. It's great. So uh, something about that. But yeah. Yeah. Like she, she always wants me to cuddle her. That's probably what my dogs would say too. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And like, yeah, the other day I was trying to like work on something on my iPad. And so I had it in my lap and she just comes and stands like right <laughs> in my lap. I was, this is like sweet, but like you're not helping me. <laughs> but yeah. she just wants to cuddle all the time. Pretty sweet. Pretty yeah. sweetie. Pretty sweet. Well, we were going to ask each other favorite episodes. Do you want to do that? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think my favorite episode that we've done so far is, well, okay, so it's kind of two because it's a two-parter. I really love the one that we did about Gobi the Marathon Dog. That's an awesome story. Yes. Yeah. It's just got, like, the amazing axe thing. Like, this tiny little dog mm -hmm. ran an ultra marathon in the Gobi Desert, which is ridiculous. And then it also has like the rescue part of it because spoilers, she goes missing and this runner that she bonded with on the race has to go back to China and try to rescue her. And it's just it's just a really heartwarming story. It's a really that's a really sweet one. Yeah, I love that one. I I have trouble picking favorites of anything, <laughs> um, but I think I'm kind of and I'm kind of caught between our episode on Pal, the dog that played Lassie, and the and our one that actually came out today. Yeah, um, I haven't listened to it yet. Which is about yeah, it's about a a Great Pyrenees sheep dog, sheep dog mm -hmm. that saved his flock, and his name is Casper. Yeah, but Collies are my husband's favorite dog. Sadie's part Collie too. That's that true. was one of the other breeds. She yeah, had like you, a, said, you said that you said Collie. Uh, okay, yeah, I but I forgot that I said it. <laughs> 
I mean, something about I'm not I'm still not sure exactly what about Pal's story just like really spoke to me, but it got me emotional, and I don't usually get emotional about like ever, things. like ever. Oh, oh, I can't wait to listen. Yeah, that sounds great. And Casper, just I'm a very protective person, and like and uh, great Pyrenees dogs. I've always thought were gorgeous. Yes, and, oh, and that's really an fun dogs. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It was really it was really cool to see. A dog that's like a, a similar type of breed to mine, just like do something so incredible and yeah, like I'm, be able to like conquer and, and thrive. Yeah. Yeah. When they act within their nature and they do all of the things, right? It's just so incredible. I mean, I think that's kind of like at the heart of yeah. Beastie Bones yeah. too, is that they do it and it's like, why or how? I mean, so I guess instinct, but also it just seems like no, there's something out there. Maybe I'm just trying to make there be something out there, but it's just amazing when they, what they can do acting on their instinct. Yeah, it's just incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait yeah. to listen. That sounds really good. I think my favorite episode yeah. has got to be episode nine. It just happened to come out as episode nine, which was kind of a fun surprise to me and Rosie, who I interviewed for that. It's called Jerry Nine TV. And it is an interview that I did with Rosie Duclat. And she and her husband, Jerry, had this little dog named Kiko. That's such a cute and name. So I'm not going to spoil it because I would love people to go listen to it. I know, right? So some years ago... Jerry went to bed. He was sleeping in his bed and Rosie was in the living room. And all of a sudden she heard him just scream and she went running in and Kiko had bitten Jerry's big toe off. Oh, my gosh. I think I read about this. Yeah. This sounds really familiar. So the reason I love this story is because it has it kind of has that like what? But then also the dog yeah. ended up being a total hero because by doing that, he saved his person's life inadvertently and I talked to an expert after that I said so do you think he sensed that the guy had diabetes and that the toe was gangrenous and needed to like save and she's like no he just liked to smell dead things and wanted to eat I was like okay there's some emotional component where the dog was like trying to save his favorite human and she's like no no dead dogs (laughs) like to eat dead things and his toe was dead (laughs) but anyway Rosie was so much fun to talk to and that was one oh, that, so like cool. you, Hannah, I just about, I was in tears for a lot of the interview because Rosie has lost her whole family. I mean, she she lost Jerry some mm-hmm. years after that event. She also lost Kiko and then their cat and their animals were like their children. And so she's left kind of keeping the memory alive of her husband and their pets. Yeah. And it's just a beautiful, I don't know, a beautiful memorial to her incredible relationships with both her four-legged children and her husband's. Yeah, that was a, that was, I love all, I mean, I love all of them, right? The stories that we choose are interesting to us anyway, but yeah, that one just really, that really hit me hard. Yeah. I need to, I need to go listen to that one. That was really what you think. Because I think, I think I've come across that story before, like do trying to, you know, find ideas for new episodes. But so that'll be really cool to hear like their perspective. Totally. There are a surprising large number of dogs that have done that to their humans or with their humans or. Whatever. Oh, wow. Whoa. Anyway, yeah, it's more than you would think. Yes. <laughs> Let's yeah. just say if you start a Google Crazy. search on dog eat man's toe, be prepared. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> well, I have a little story to tell you guys. Yeah. So, yes, this is a story that I read when I was first starting the podcast last September in 2022, I guess. And this story left me with so many questions, and I have ever been pursuing the star of this story to see if I can interview her and find out the answers to the questions I have. 
But this is a story about Ann Rogers. Ann was in her 70s, and she was a slim, blonde, yoga-doing grandma. She lived in Tucson, Arizona. (laughs) She was absolutely in love with the desert. She's an artist. Um, She loved to hike and explore new parts of the state, and she trained horses. Just a really cool, strong, fit, awesome lady. And on March 31st of 2016, she got up to get an early start on her road trip. She was going to go visit her grandchildren in Phoenix. So she loaded up her 2010 Ford Fusion Hybrid with all like her weekend bag and snacks and a couple gallon jugs of water and the supplies she needed for her little house dog and her cat, who she took with her on this trip. And then she headed out. She took a wrong turn and got really off track. She kept on driving until she found herself off the highway on a rural road and realized she was almost out of gas. Oh, that is like my actual worst nightmare. Yeah. Middle of nowhere, Arizona desert. Well, her car was a hybrid, so she could keep going a little longer, even when she was totally out of gas, apparently. Okay. But she eventually ran out of electricity for a car, too. And once her car stopped, she looked at her phone. She's like, oh, my God, I have no cell reception at all. Oh, oh God. So she was totally stranded and she ended up being stranded on a remote road and it was on the White River Indian Reservation. Uh Mm -hmm. So she stayed in her car. And this is what I want to know. I want to know, like, how was that? She had her cat and her dog with her. and It was March. So the temperatures at night got below freezing. It was really cold. But she and her cat and dog tried to ration the water and the few like candy bars that she had brought with her. And they waited for two days for a car to come by. Whoa. And nothing. She saw no signs of life. Whoa. She realized that she was drinking through her water that this was getting serious. And so she didn't, yeah. she didn't even have like a, a canteen. Like she didn't have a bottle. She just had these jugs of water, right? Because next stop was going to be in Phoenix with her grandkids. So right, yeah. she had an empty Nutella jar. And so she poured some water in that and like packed whatever snack she had left. And then she grabbed her binoculars and he, she and her little dog went and climbed to the top of the nearest ridge, which was a really long way away. She got to the top and she used her binoculars to look all over to see if she could see like a road or power lines. There were not even any power lines, like anything. anything. Right. She saw nothing, but far away she saw some water, some type of a body of water. And so, you know, she climbed down the ridge and it was such a a big hike. And she's like in her 70s. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh, I forgot. Yeah. 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 So I'm assuming, and this again, I'm going to be like, no, Anne, what did you do with your cat? But I, she must have left her cat in the car. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. She just started trekking towards the water that she saw. Eventually, she and her dog reached the water, which ended up being this rugged stream called Canyon Creek. It was in a really super deep canyon in the White Mountain Apache Reservation, and it's super hard terrain to traverse. And just later described that her dog would help her incredibly because he found like the easiest path for her to walk. She would just see where he went. Yes. So they made it to the water and they had their water need taken care of, you know, as much as you like sucking water from a mm-hmm. pond. Mm-hmm. Do what you got to do. Yep. Deal with the journey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. She realized she was starving. It had been several days at this point. Oh my God. Oof. Luckily, she'd studied a um, book on edible plants of the Southwest. Nice. Yeah. And she and her dog ate greens 
that she was able to forage for. She was using her cigarette lighter to like keep a fire for warmth every single night. But she started to realize that as she day after day, her lighter fluid was going to not last for that long. So she she wrapped an ember in moth. Okay. And carried it with her. Oh, that's really smart. Wow. Okay, because it would it would like cushion it a little bit. Yeah. 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 I think that's really smart. I'm like saving notes just in case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So night after night, she and her dog would just cuddle up under the blanket by the fire and wait it out. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Then one day when she didn't think they could really go on anymore, she actually found a mud turtle. That was the oh. only protein she had in what ended up being a nine oh. adventure. Gosh. That's incredible. But I want to know, did she share that meat with her dog? Yeah. yeah. Did she talk to her dog while they were lost? Or I'm so curious to know how their relationship yeah. deepened or, right. you know, whether her dog was looking at her for help or if she was looking at her dog for help. Yeah. So in the meantime, she'd been reported missing by friends and family, but no one knew where in the state she was. For two days they found, after they found her car, they did this major search endeavor with helicopters and all of that. And at one point, she and her dog actually heard the helicopters overhead and waved and screamed, but they didn't see them. Oh, my gosh. That must be so devastating. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. to see, like, oh, there's somebody that could save me, but they don't. Yeah. But she ended up finding this elk skeleton, and she formed the words help with its bones. Oh, wow. Whoa. So she and her dog became separated, which I have so many questions about. Oh. Rescuers actually found her dog first. Oh. They found her help sign. And then they were getting closer and closer because they were finding her shelters. And they were tracking her also with search and rescue dogs. Yeah. They rounded a bend in the canyon. And there she was standing next to a signal fire that she'd built and waving at them. Wow. She ended up going to the hospital to because she had major exhaustion and dehydration. But she was released later that yeah. day. Her dog is fine. Her cat is fine. Oh, wow. Oh, so super happy ending. That's wild. That's really, yeah. Yeah, I know. I was, I was like getting really worried about the cat to be honest. I know. I was like, yeah. did she leave it in the car with the windows rolled up? Or I feel like it wouldn't last long with the buzzards. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tasty little morsel. Are, yeah. I mean, but if he got good at, if he was a, if he got out of the car, the cats can hunt. That's true. But That's true. Yeah. Buzzards yeah. are only going to eat things that are already dead. That's a good point. Um, yeah. And they also don't need a whole lot of water. Like they tend to just get water from their food sources. But yeah, that's, whew, that is a crazy story. Wow. If anyone knows Ann Rogers from Tucson, Arizona, I want to talk to her. Got yes. so oh my gosh. About her story. You'll have to like, when you are able to track her down, you'll have to let us know. Cause that is, yeah, that's such a cool story. You've talked a little about Lola. Your neurodivergent buddy. Yeah. So we'd love to hear a little more like about her story. Sure. So we adopted Lola about three, three and a half years ago or so, right before the pandemic, I guess. I saw her on the Humane Society website and she was such a pathetic mess that I couldn't not meet her. Aww. She was half hairless. She had had a massive infection of some kind on her skin and she was red and sore and itchy. The back half of her body was completely mm-hmm. hairless and her tail looked like a little rat tail. Mm-hmm. When I went in to, you know, they'll let you, the Humane Society here where I live, they'll let you go into the kennel and like pet them and get them a mm-hmm. little bit. So yeah, I got permission to do that. And I went in there and she didn't even lift her head. She was curled up in a tight little ball and she 
didn't even acknowledge that there was anything happening there. And I just saw that she had given up. She just, just like, she was just done. And, you know, I was kind of shocked. Like, I I don't know. I've, I've never seen a dog in that rough of a shape before, I guess. And so I adopted her Mm. because I'm a total softie. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we gave her the soothing baths to try to calm her skin down. And I rubbed vitamin E oil and we gave her omega-3 fish oil in her food and collagen and left her up. She was so traumatized from whatever she had had. And the only thing we know about her, she was found behind a dumpster in Hawaii. And she was one of these dogs where completely amazing people load them in crates and fly them out when they're in high kill areas and to try to give them a better chance at adoption. Mm, Yeah. But yeah, she's very, she was very triggerable. So if you lean down towards her in a certain Mm. way, she would freak out and run and hide or pee on herself. She was a real mess. After about a week, she would look at us in the eye and not pee on the floor anymore. And after maybe two, three weeks, her tail started to come untucked. It was fully tucked between her legs for, I would say, months. Most of the time, I didn't even know, you know, whether her tail was jaunty, whether it laid on her back, whether I didn't know because it was tucked between her legs. But we kept working with her, loving her up. And she slowly started putting her tail off in between her legs. And then she figured out that she could wag it. And that was nice. And then she figured out that that she liked (laughs) to play. And then we knew she was well on her way to, you know, she was being resilient from the trauma in the past six months or so. We actually started doing some Reiki, some energy work on her. We have uh, someone nearby. Yeah. Yeah. And that's been helping her break some of the trauma activity that she's had. And she's becoming a really sweet dog. So now she's obsessed with being next to me. I've heard, I just heard a new term, Velcro dog. That's her. So she's a Velcro dog. Sadie's that. Sadie's one of those. We've always called her our little piece of Velcro. Um, Buffy can be that way too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm glad that I give her some kind of comfort and that I flexibility in my schedule to be able to have her near me most of the time. And, you know, she is no happy girl. And whenever I come home now, she is beside herself and she barks and she butt scooches. That's what we call a zoomie in our house for some reason. She scooches all (laughs) over the house and she invites me to play and She's she's come a long way. That's really good. But she does have these moments where she'll just suddenly stop and stare off into the distance like she's there anymore. <laughs> like, where did you go? You know, she's just gone. I think yeah. some brain damage is probably likely, but maybe. It's really encouraging though to hear a story, you know, of a dog that was in such a bad shape doing well to encourage people to you know, adopt dogs like that who might have special needs. They need a lot of love and a lot of care, but they can still be really great pets. And yep. yeah. yeah, yeah, for the right home, the right fit. They're still deserving yeah. of love and have a lot of love to give. So she gives us a lot of joy. Yeah. Thanks for asking. It's always fun to talk about Lola. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for collaborating with us this has been so much fun i love this annika and hannah it's so fun to have met you guys and that you reached out to collaborate your podcast is so wonderful i love the stories that you find i hope we can do this again my hope is that yeah you guys i can find someone that you've done the story about and then maybe we can all interview them that would be so much fun that would be so much fun yeah Yeah. get to ask those questions that weren't answered in the news article yeah. And if I track yeah, down Anne, I'll let you guys know. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's oh. a crazy story. We are, yeah. We if you track her down. We want to be in on that okay. one for yeah. sure. <laughs> All right. 
Where can people find your podcast? Mm-hmm. Beastie Bounce is in all of the podcast places, so Spotify and iHeartRadio, all that. Or you can listen online at BeastieBounce.com. How about you? Where can we find Puppy Dog Tales? So we are also on pretty much all the major ones. Apple. Spotify. Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, we're on the big ones. Yeah. You can also check us out on Instagram. I am trying to get back in the Instagram game after some tough weeks. But so we're on Instagram at Puppy Dog Tales Pod. And then Tales is T-A-L-E-S for anyone who doesn't know. You guys do a great job on Instagram. I always love it. You've left the quizzes and just question answers. Oh, so, yeah, you. I love the interactive yeah. piece there. I want to emulate it for Beastie Bonds. I'm on Instagram too and Twitter and Facebook. So it's all Beastie Bonds. So it's fun to get out there and engage with folks. Yes. yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, until next time. Bye.